What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this is yet another episode of Reality Bites, man. Today I'm joined by my right-hand man. Shame the Dream. And uh, that clip that you guys just heard, uh, it's from a YouTube documentary. I'm still, uh, you know, cruising YouTube like I do uh, for inspiration and just kind of keeping my eye as I surf through the net. It's called The Power of Silence. Um, I'm also going to have the the link for that posted um, right under the description for our pod so you guys could check that out as well. You would call that a documentary, right? Or uh, what would you call it? Call what? <clears throat> the power of silence. Oh well, uh, I informational say, video. I say, a, yeah. If anything, like an informational video, I wouldn't call it really a documentary. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call it a documentary. It's it's a it's a ex- expository video. It's just a video that, yes. that they made talking about how powerful silence is and how powerful silence can be in life. A lot of the things, um, I uh. A lot of the things I do agree with, well, nah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The whole thing, right, everything that they said for the most part are things that can be found and are things that people can do with silence. The only part that I kind of didn't quite agree with was this generalizing point that they had where silence brings those things about in everyone. But we're going we're gonna to dig into that a little bit, you know, in a few minutes. But, um, but yeah, that's, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I'm one of those people who, I have mixed emotions about a lot of things, and silence just happens to be one of them. You know, um, okay. All right, so one of the first things that they talked about was environmental silence, like the idea of the environment around you being um, quieter has positive health benefits when it comes to things like focus, things like how you feel, and things of that nature. And uh, I kind of have mixed emotions about that. Like, Speaking from overall environment, like before we get to, you know, in the house and things that you can control, right? Yeah. Silence outside of your control, like uh, living in a quiet neighborhood, living in a quiet town versus uh, the hustle and bustle of a city. They feel like things like that are more um, beneficial to one's mental health. And I don't know how I feel about that. Gotcha. Um, I could get with it in a sense. I mean, as far as... um you know, growing up in or, or living in a place that's like a quiet neighborhood. Um, I could definitely see where that brings serenity, some peace, some tranquility, you name it, and clarity, um, all that above, especially growing up, um, growing up in Rochester and on the west side, it was, you know, it's noisy, specifically in my section. Um, it's always a lot going on. I grew up, you know, not far from the airport and on a like kind of a busy strip. Um, and then even now, even um, in Florida where I'm at, you know, whatever college town so it's like you know pretty um pretty busy at all times and from staying somewhere where it's quiet as well i you know got that experience um like i said just going back to what i said in the beginning it definitely holds some truth of where it can be peaceful i can see some people it could be nerve-wracking too but speaking to just me and how how i feel about it I like I like that level of peace because of I, I'm familiar with gunshots outside of my window, fights, or just people just being loud, police sirens, you name it. See, and there's also different types of noises. That, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, uh, like what you just said, you know, some things work for some people, some yeah. things work for others. I don't yeah. think I think the idea that I had a problem with was this idea that just silence is good for everybody. I, I don't I don't like that because I know what it felt like growing up in New York in an area where 
a small a small period of time we were in an area that wasn't dangerous at all. It was just you would hear you know kids outside having a good time. You would hear musicians you know playing their music. You would hear people having a good time partying down the street. You'd hear music. You would hear life and and just the sounds of like life being enjoyed. I can't get mad at that. That doesn't bother me. That's not something that I'm like, you know, like, oh, I'm trying to sleep. And I'm like, fuck, everybody's outside having such a good time. I can't sleep. Like, I can't like stuff like that doesn't bother me from sleeping. doesn't bother me from moving around. But then again, a person who was, you know, born and raised in a busy city. So I think Likewise. my I think my uh, early introductions to what <clears throat> the world was was that it was noisy, was that I had to share space. Like my idea of, I was already, I, I guess I was groomed to the idea that this was what was normal already. Now I will say I was uncomfortable when I first left the city. When I first mm-hmm. left the city and I had to move down south, I couldn't sleep. Really? It was too quiet. It was way too quiet. It was it was quiet to a point where it felt eerie. It uh, felt it felt like a horror movie. I could I could get with that because that change was so stark. Mind you, even my body felt different. Like I felt out of tune with the world. Like it felt like I was in. A, it felt like I traveled through a time machine or something. Like I felt disconnected because there was an idea of even being an elementary school student. I could walk outside and I would see. People everywhere. Like there were, there were always people everywhere. People you'll probably never see again for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's just yeah. walking, hustle, bustle everywhere. And that idea of I'm in a neighborhood and I see the same neighbors every day, and those are the only people that you're gonna see. If like if you walk up and down, it's like like the building, like the way that a cul-de-sac was in comparison yeah. to like uh, being from an area within the city. Like an inner city area, it's just that that difference was yeah, I get, heavy for me. I get what you're saying, but see, you know, I don't. I, I come from a perspective of what, like I was saying, like growing up in um, in the hood, the 19th Ward, uh, where I'm from in Rochester, and yes, got all those elements: buses, cars, loud music, people partying on the corner, gunshots, and everything that come with that. But then, you know. I grew up in a project building, so you feel me? So still what you're saying, I would see some of the, a lot of the same people most of the time. I grew up on, like I said, a block where they, you know, doing whatever they do on the corner. Yeah. So I still was, I don't know, adapted to that. But then I, when I spent my high school years out and um, out in was Greece, I still lived in an apartment section. Yeah, I might would see neighbors, even though it was more quiet. Ain't no hanging on, hanging outside. And honestly, if there was hanging outside, it was probably whoever I was with. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I, I get, I get what you're saying, but I don't see much of a difference in that coming from just my experience. I didn't see much of a difference except for this. Um, I was so used to what the hood and growing up over there groomed me that at first it did feel like for me it was euphoric if that's the right term for me because uh, I really I don't know um, I wasn't used to it I had to adapt and get used to that and to me it was I won't call it paradise 
But it was a certain level of peace that I could appreciate because of, again, where I come from. There's a chance. I'm not afraid of nobody, but there's always a chance some wild shit could happen just because of exactly where I stayed That's versus true. where I'm coming back home to every day. But I don't think the you noise I mean? is what caused that. And that's another thing I wanted to make a distinction you know with. Mean? Like, I think the noise level, we got to separate the violence from the noise level. Yeah. We got to separate the violence from the noise level. I think the big issue with a lot of the areas, if we're talking about, like, even in Brooklyn, you know, yeah, it's not normal to hear gunshots. Or it's not, it shouldn't be normal to hear, like, growing up in, in you know, when I came down to Orlando and, and lived on Mercy Drive, yeah. hearing, you know, motherfuckers with ARs and bullshit running down the street, yeah. like, shooting shit for no reason, that's not normal. Right. That's not what we're talking about. Just, the to me, the normal city sounds of, like, cars being outside or, like, um, like the bus... You know how the bus is loud as hell when it parks? Like uh, that, I got you. I got you. Like that doesn't, those things don't bother me. Those things don't you. make me feel like, oh my God, I'm about to pull my hair out. I Same. don't, I don't I, find that. And so the idea of people, I don't know. I just, that, I, I guess that's the part I had a problem with where the idea of that being something where, um, separating somebody from that is supposed to like drastically change your view of the world. I don't think it had that effect on me as far as a positive effect. Yeah. For me, it was more so it made my anxiety go up. Really? Interesting. Like, I remember what it felt like living in an area where you couldn't hear nothing outside. You, you could hear like if I went outside and was clapping my hands, all like my neighbors, four houses down could hear me clap. Like it was uh, quiet, quiet. Yeah, I mean, I I know that difference a little bit because, like I said, where I, where I was at in high school, kind of the same thing. It was a vast difference in what was going on. You know, black activity versus you know nothing, no black activity. Exactly. People, people just you know going in and out of their apartments or whatever, and you know maybe small gatherings and stuff like that, but nothing compared to what a block party is or something like that. So. um I understand it, but it really didn't raise my anxiety. I could say it calmed me down um, in a, in one sense. It, it calmed me down in the sense of I didn't have that anxiety of, um, again, it's, it's, it's like this outside. It's dangerous outside. I might not have to be afraid because I don't participate, but I have. there's a certain level of awareness that I had to carry every day because of, you know, that environment versus you know moving out where I did for the the four years or whatever, and a whole entire different in, environment where it's not that you okay, know and that now, brought, that brought clarity that brought that brought uh, definitely a sense of peace. No matter whatever I was still getting into or whatever I was a part of, it still was a certain level of peace that I know I could say I could appreciate. Okay, know? keep it on the idea of environment. What about? Your internal environment, the things that you can control, like within your home, within your neighborhood type thing, as far as like inside the things that you can control. So, like, are you one of those people who need silence in your home? Um, at some point, yeah, because I'm a I'm a quiet person, so I'm a fine quiet anyway. Um, it don't matter where I'm at, the noisiest environment the quietest environment i definitely i need quiet and the more of quiet i i'm more at peace when i got some quiet i can admit there's a such thing as awkward silence and that do exist but 
I gotta be real. I like peace and quiet. It it's the most soothing thing in the world. At the most, give me some, you know, give me some music or whatever. If we're gonna exclude, you know, rap and R and B, you know, if you play some, if you play some jazz or just some instruments or something like that, I am I'm a one. See, with you know me, I mean? I'm I'm one of those people who um, I feel like in. <laughs> In in the words of one of my old teachers, she said, uh, "My brain thrives in chaos." Right? Absolutely. I was gonna say you, and you a person that <laughs> live in your head. So I live I in could, my head I too could, much. I could see where it caused anxiety. Where I, even though I'm a very deep thinker and go through that as well, I know how to black out and not be in my head. It's I've, hard. I've never been able to escape. It's, it's not necessarily easy, but I definitely know how to black out and not be in my head and just be tapped in with the silence and the space of my environment that's why you see when you kick it with me i could just duck off or whatever in a peaceful environment and i'm chilling because that's that's already like those the type of elements i like see i'm i I think with i think when it comes to my personal environment i'm somebody who is so used to multiple multiple types of stimulation at once that my environment has always been something where it's a little bit more cluttered when it comes to just sonics, when it comes to visuals, when it comes to like you've seen, I'm the type of person who I can listen to music while I'm watching a TV show. While I'm answering my phone, like messages and on social media or whatever, and somebody else will be in the room with me watching the TV show, and I'll point out something that they missed, and I didn't. You do be tapped in like that. I get where you're coming from with that. And I remember, like, I didn't realize it wasn't normal until I started... uh, I started I started dating someone who um when you're no longer ca- like the casual dating is just you know they just be around you y'all might yeah. get up at places go on dates or whatever. Yeah. But I'm talking about a chick who was like at my crib like just kind of watching me like live. Yeah, she know your life a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was just like watching me and she was like, "Yo, would you? You ever got looked at?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "You ever got checked out?" And I was like, Whoa. "Nigga, what? You think I'm crazy or something?" And she was like, "No, like you're not supposed to be able to like do that. Have you ever been looked at? You gonna look me dead in my face and yeah, ask like that me, was Have a I nuts question, bro. When I tell you, I got hot. I was like, yo, what do you? This nigga I, wish he had an egg right in his pocket so he could shut it at ass. Dog, I, I felt tried, but no, she literally looked me dead in the face. She was like, you ever got like examined for this? Because that's not supposed to be normal. Which I actually went and went and did a study. Yeah. And um, it was it was at um, a neurological institute, uh-huh. and they like had me do the all these different sensory studies, mm-hmm. and they were saying that um, you know we'll get into it a little bit more in depth later, but pretty much there's something about it that is a a disorder of sorts because they were like technically the way that I process things and the way that I'm able to multitask at a certain proficient level is not normal it's not okay and they said that actually you're a nut job (laughs) they said that my body produces cortisol whenever i try to 
do the opposite. So let's say I were to be somebody who was like, okay, I'm just going to focus on one thing and do only one thing and do this one thing. You can't do that. If I were to try to do that, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but cortisol is the 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 thing that causes anxiety. That's the chemical that causes anxiety. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Like my body produces cortisol the the less that I function. So the less I do, the more I freak out. Uh got you. That makes that makes sense. I could see why you feel like you probably gotta naturally even feel like you gotta always be just doing something mad shit at one time. And it's a very weird thing. And I never knew it was a problem until she had that conversation with me. She was like, you might want to go talk to somebody about that. Because that's not. And apparently you know it's, it's a form of ADHD. They said it's a form of. You uh, can't chill. Damn, bro. I hate to do this, but you might have it. Because you can't chill. And if you are chilling, you're literally sleep. As chill as you are, you never really just chilling. Damn, you might got them letters, slime. Yeah, like no, hey, I might too. I ain't judging. No, nah, and, and that was the crazy thing. They, they told me it was a form of ADHD. I don't know. I forgot the name of it. Um, I'd have to look up the paperwork. But yeah, it was. It's Faux letter man. It's crazy because when you like after hanging out with me, you start to look. You're like, dog, this nigga really don't stop. And if he do stop, he's out cold. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Reggie's a machine, y'all. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, so that's why I think this was something that I picked out to watch where I, I felt that. like um, I could give a different perspective on it. Because I feel like the art of silence, for the most part, for most people, is going to apply the ways that they spoke about, which silence brings about peace. Silence brings about the ability for people to really be able to unwind and kind of take introspective looks at themselves and look at certain things. Absolutely. But I'm somebody who, like, one of the things that they pointed out, they said, in your day-to-day life, a lot of people don't have a chance or they don't take the time out to truly look introspectively on how their actions affect others and things of that nature. I'm not that person. Yeah. On my day-to-day life, I'm consistently thinking about the different twists and turns that I make and the different things that I do and and what exact effects they have on all the people around me. I'm always thinking about that. So silence doesn't like spur that for me. I see. But I, I can see. see why somebody else who doesn't think that way Silence is like clearing the floor and giving them the ability and giving them the time for that thought to come up. Heck yeah. Silence helps you <clears throat> help certain people, like you said, um, reassess things, reevaluate things, look at things in different perspectives, introspectively the whole nine. Now, what um, about silence when it has to do with other people, i.e. friendships, relationships, things of that nature? Um, do you think silence is important in those realms? Silence and friendships, though. Like, uh, could you like enlighten me a little bit more? Enlighten us a little bit more when you say Sil- silence and friendships. Like, like silence, like me and you been kicking it for like thirty minutes, and now we we, we ain't say, say shit. We ain't say shit for like an hour. That to me, that I don't know if that that's a norm. For for me, but I'll here's say. the thing. Y'all know me. That's a norm for you. But y'all know me. Is that something that do you like? If I won't say shit, you feel comfortable. But, but my you. thing is, you feel comfortable doing that around whether it be me, your brother, chef, or whatever. Yeah. But if you imagine if you were dealing with somebody, whether it be a woman or mm-hmm. a guy who's your friend, and 
they are not a fan of that. They can't. They like. I've dealt with it. So how do you deal with that? Like, like the person who the moment you get signed, they're like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, I'm good. I, I look them dead in the Ten face. Ten minutes later, you sure? Yes, I'm good. <laughs> there would be a point where that becomes annoying. So I'm glad I haven't dealt with it much. But I I have seen it where my silence, and this is why it's to me power and silence too. You project your insecurities off just by me, be, just for me being quiet around you, or things that are issues that you need to deal with from me being quiet around you. Uh, you know what I mean? That's I do. I get information. I've gotten a lot of information from me just being my normal self and being silent around, rather it's friends or people I thought were friends or women that I thought cared for me in the way that they said they do versus now their actions because a nigga quiet you know what i mean silence does give you a position of power i will say that when it comes to dealing with friends and when it comes to dealing with groups of people like larger groups of people silence gives you a position if you use it right if you're somebody who actually listens and somebody who um takes advantage of all the things that are happening around you you are able to really suss out a lot of different things. A, your power of discernment kind of grows. Yeah. You're able to really listen to people's motives. You're able to kind of pay closer attention to what they're doing because you're less worried about crafting a response and more worried. All your all of your efforts are focused on taking in stimuli, outside stimuli, just taking in all the outside stimuli. Information. And, and it's not just their words, it's their actions, it's the way that they move, it's the way that they might say the specific words, like yes. the inflection and the tone. There's a lot of little things that you catch on to when you're not worried about participating in the conversation and you're more so worried about just kind of taking it in just for what it is. I, I, I will give you that. I feel like um, when when I'm in larger groups, I feel like the larger the group, the quieter I am. I may interject at certain times when it calls for it, but for the most part, I kind of prefer to just kind to to keep to myself. Right. And it's and it's not Likewise. anything that's strategic. It's just more that's the role that I naturally fall into because of the fact that if I don't know what's happening yet, I'm not the person to just kind of spur everything off. I want to see where we are. I I need to take a second to like assess, okay, who is what in this group? Assessment. Who, who's going to be the problem? Who's the person I need to keep an eye out for or keep an eye out on cuz who yeah, might need help? Absolutely. Who might need the per- who might be the person who okay, this guy's going to cause issues in the future. Stay a little bit of a distance from him. This person might X, Y, and Z. Like, I need to know these things, and I know for a fact it's not you. You can't just ask people that because they're not going to tell you the truth. So, so you need to take in everything about the environment around you. Just kind of give it a few moments before you really interact with it. Shit gonna show itself every uh, every trip for the most part for sure. And I feel like silence gives you a chance to really drink that in, kind of for what it is. Um. I do know that quiet people, though, get misconstrued all the time. Look at how many people, you know, I got a cape for myself real quick. How many people reach out to you and they got something put in their head about me, but I'm just I'm just being me. That's true. You know, and I'm literally like I'll talk to anybody, but I'm not going to 
be fake unnecessarily talk i'll chop it up with anybody about anything but i'm you know i got a bad stigma for being a nonchalant cat or whatever which at first it used to get get to me it's like damn like why can't i just rock but then i i've learned over the course of years that's just bother people when they don't understand it but there's also the thing that if you're quiet you don't get to write the story you don't get to participate because think about it the person who writes the story is the person who's telling the story so if you're if you're quiet enough, then your point of view is never shared. So people will never know anything. And, so they, at that and point, that's when they expose them themselves. Their, right there. That right there. They're leaving them to their own devices where technically at that point the story about you can become whatever it's gonna be. So that if that, you create if somebody can my fault, Reg. If somebody can create a negative connotation about me just from me being quiet around them. And that's what gives you the MO to think, Oh, that person's untrustworthy or that person don't care about nothing or, or that person is just stuck up and not friendly. If it just, I don't know, gets you to construct something negative in your mind about somebody that lets somebody like me or somebody like us know exactly who you are. Hence why, we don't need to say much around you because you're going to give us the information of who you are around me anyway. But isn't that dangerous, though? Because at that point, you may have gotten the information of who they are, but now they control the public narrative of who you are. If hey, that's that's real. But at the end of the day, if you when you confident and comfortable in your own skin and you know who you are to your core, there's a reason why things happen like where somebody could say things about you to other people, to other groups of people, and these other people may not know you for much, but they hear what they they hear what this person that said about you and is like, "Nah, that's bullshit. No way." That's true. Now, um they kind of numbered a lot of different factors on this uh video. I remember specifically thinking when they got to number 5, which number 5 was the idea of silence bringing about um what we were talking about before, which yeah. was people having a chance to um, kind of do inventory on their lives and, and like look inward on things. Mm-hmm. COVID forced number five on motherfuckers. <laughs> now, nah, for real, when we when we think about it, like Ooh. there was never a time in the world where people were forced to not only be like still but be with themselves and with the people around them. We ain't never, that, that hasn't happened before in history where it really sat you down. and was like, no, you don't get it. You can't go nowhere. Shit was a walk in the park for me. I was watching y'all go crazy. You got to stay home and you got to look at the mirror when you wake up. Mm -hmm. You got to look, you got to, you have to sit around. Like you remember that, you know, that wife that you avoid by taking extra hours at work yeah, and, and, and hanging out with your fellas and this and that. No, you got to be in the house staring at this motherfucker. Society put people in a straight jacket in solitary confinement and a lot of motherfuckers may realize they don't like themselves that much or no, I almost went too far. I'll leave it at that. Bro, it was. I knew a lot of people that were going through it when I started realizing a lot of people, st- they, their posts on social media changed. You saw a lot of different things shift about them where you could tell they was going through it. Like you could tell that they needed, they needed the drama. They needed something happening in order for them to feel okay. 
you were starting to get. I was starting to get phone calls from motherfuckers I wasn't even cool with like that. Mm-hmm. You could tell people was fishing through their phones looking for lifelines. Like they needed. I cannot spend this time with myself because I don't like me. Exactly. Yeah, I've been those people that were going through that have been suppressing, suppressing. You know those inner that inner you know dislike for themselves that inner. Those inner insecurities that they normally get to get their shit off all the time and everything like that, project on other people, friends, family, whoever. Oh, yeah. That shit started eating them internally. And then guess what that showed? Man, COVID was the god you know of what I mean? So they, they, they quieted everything the fuck That down. part was a walk in the park for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. For me, that, I that was, part. it was funny because I will say this. It started off great because COVID allowed me to live the way I always wanted to live for a long, for a period of time. Right. Where I, I'm one of those people. I have no problem not seeing a nan, not seeing nan motherfucker. That nigga was living a TP. What man? I I was cooling. I ain't gonna lie. I live in a cave. I I was doing perfectly fine in the beginning. After a while, it did feel away because it was no longer by choice. Now it's like you don't have the option of stepping out of your cave and fucking with the homies and shit like that because no nigga, you might kill each other. Right. Like you're not supposed to see each other because guess what? One of you might expose the other one and now you guys are dead because you wanted to go smoke hookah. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's real. It's true. And a, a lot of people, you know, God bless the dead. Literally, those were the situations I was hearing. So imagine with all of that going on, there were a lot of people who was stuck, sitting down. Mm-hmm. With that level of time, yeah, like I do believe people were exposed to that form of silence. Now, of course, we still have social media, so they were able to break the silence when they wanted to. But even with social media, there was only so much. There's only so much scrolling that you could really do until you just like, ah, fuck. Like, you done seen it all. You done heard it all. You're just bored. You're just this and that. And now you are stuck in a room staring at yourself. Now, granted, one thing that popped up in my head while watching this video, because a lot of these videos, which I, you know, I'm not going to make fun of the creators of this video. Like, it's not from a position that I would have took. A lot of times when we talk about concepts and we talk about um, just things, just everything, yeah. any, any concept, <clears throat> we talk about the way that people should be a lot of times. And we don't really talk about the way that people are. And what I mean by that is we'll talk about in this case. Well, you know, when you come across silence, uh, the average person, they take these moments of silence as a way to decompress this and that. It actually opens up their ability to look in and do inventory on their life and take the time to, you know, find themselves and this and that. And then a lot of motherfuckers don't have the brain capacity to do a lot of the things that are said in this video especially near the end by choice near though. the end of near the end eh, by choice by it could be environmental reasons it could be a lot of circumstance i guess it, it could be but i'm saying like one of the parts that they harped on they said that there <clears throat> is a large part of silence that should be a trigger for people to be able to take themselves 
and place themselves into other people's shoes, to be able to look back on things and be able to gain fresher perspectives and things of that nature, which in theory sounds good. I know the shit sounds good. The shit hold merit, I'm going to say that. But let's be honest. <laughs> that shit hold weight to a degree. No, it holds weight because that it gives you, my thing is it gives you the time. It's kind of like saying if you're off work, right? Yeah. When you're off work, it gives you the ability, it opens the door for you to be able to do other shit. Now, granted, a lot of us when we're off work, do we do other shit? No, you be tired from work. Yeah. You still gonna do some other shit though. Like maybe. Even you if you might or you might not. That's what, what I'm saying yeah. is you might or you might not. Yeah. Which is that's how I feel about this documentary. When they tell you that you're gonna, you know, have these fresher perspectives and look at things from a new way and be able to digest things better and look at things from a more emotionally sound and centered position. <laughs> My nigga, you might or you might not. Some people, no matter how much silence you give them, no matter how much space you give them, no matter how much time you give them, is not going to fix warped. Some people All are right. just going to stay with their warped All perspective. Right. Was, yeah, you're definitely right. Okay. I was going to try to combat that. But with the warped, I could get with because people do be warped in their own. Yeah. Whatever it is, drama, anxiety, trauma. Whatever it is, people be warped. I do believe, though, by, you know, choice, people do have the ability to somehow separate from that if you choose to. Because as somebody who done whatever, PTSD, trauma, anxiety, depression, you name it, easier said than done, you still can choose to remove yourself from those things that are, you know, I don't, I don't know, suppressing, um, suppressing feelings or, you know, I really don't know how to put it in context of what I'm saying, but, you know, to try to make sense of it, you have a way to escape, escape your demons with silence in a, in so, a, in a so way, or se- think- not escape, excuse me, the word separate yourself from that, because again, you might not be able to escape things because so of circumstances. That, you're saying that the things that... I gotta be careful with that. No, I, I get what yeah, you mean. Yeah. So, so you're, you're trying to say that the things that, I guess, cause your perspective to be warped in the first place, sometimes the silence itself removes those things. It, it should, at least, but if you're a person who lives in your head... I can give you that. If it's possible. If yeah, it's all possible. And like I said, I want to be careful with that because I'm speaking to that crowd with the mental health. I you know I've been there with y'all, so I'm not gonna act like I'm above that shit. But what I'm saying is, there's a piece of it that's by choice. Just like people choose to be pe- pessimistic and negative, that's yeah. that's a choice. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like you don't choose to be depressed, but you have the we have the brain capacity to be like, all right, well this shit. Even in silence, damn, this is the shit that makes me sad, cry, fucked up. Let me shut that off. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm not the you're, you're scientist. Talking about, you're talking about the things that spur these things. This, so, the things that so spur these the things. The catalysts. The catalysts. Yeah. Exactly. And I do feel like I mean, by, I can we, see that. we do, as adults, at least have the choice to separate ourselves from that. I know that's a lot easier said than done. I had to climb out of that shit my own self. But it's something that can be done at a higher clip. But I believe people choose to we like they say people love trauma. People like some people get 
a some type of a thrill or kick out of it and don't even realize it. Like there's people you never had a friend that's always complaining about some shit, even though they had a they look like they got they have a blessed life. They yeah. don't have much to complain about, but they still complain. Oh yeah. They are choosing that. They are literally choosing to allow themselves to stay in that negative warp, that negative frequency. No, and that's where it. and that's where I subscribe to silence can like you know offset that if you choose to let it if you really choose to but that's literally by choice i see silence being one of the one of the things that give you a a tool to be able to remove the excess i could see that i could see that but yet again that goes back to what we were saying before where it might it might or it might not absolutely it's it's easier said than done for for anybody who you know want to be objective to that because i understand you know a lot of this in general is theoretical but yeah. I, I like the video for what it was you know it's eight or nine minutes is straight to the point and for those who are you know interested in you know adding more silence to their day because one of the basic things that they talked about they weren't talking about excess you know they're not telling you to move out to the middle of montana and cut everybody off they're saying adding 20 to 30 minutes at the beginning and end of your day of silence can change a lot of things for you and that's not really a lot to, to tell people to do. You know, start off your day with 20 or 30 minutes to yourself, end off your day with 20 or 30 minutes to yourself, and just kind of hone in some things. Give yourself that break. Um, that's It's not extreme. It's not anything crazy. And I think, I think that in itself is possibly beneficial for a lot of people. Um, All of us, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I go by the name of Reggie Days, man, and this has been yet another episode of Reality Bites. Today I was joined by my right-hand man. Shame to dream. Thank you guys for listening. Later days. You got a lot to say lately. You got a lot up on your mind. You got a lot you're doing, baby. I just need a little time to explain what's been going on. But your impression on me got me wrong. Grab you a cup, now pour a drink up. And don't say another word. Who's the touch of Kelly?